Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show, where real talk happens every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Good morning, good morning. How y'all doing? How y'all doing in the cafe? Are you ready for some hot and steamy conversation this morning? What you drinking on? What you sipping on? Carmel Macchiato? That's my favorite beverage right there. That's how I get my day started. Hot and steamy. My mother and I had a fantastic relationship. This, this is Stephen, and I just wanted to share. You should always be in a place where you're celebrated. Life is too short to stay somewhere and tolerate If you cannot help a person, don't hurt them, especially the women. Stories just hold essences that bring out the best in other people. Something that touches other people, and that's what your show does. It doesn't. It's not just conversation as you started. It actually has a purpose. All right, good morning, good morning, good morning, folks, and welcome to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show, where we all talk happens every Saturday at 10 a.m. Today, I have a couple of um, announcements to make. Uh, I want to do some shout-outs to some people before we get started uh, into our heavy conversation, but I want to remind you, grab your favorite morning beverage in your specialized coffee cup. And if you don't have a mug, go to the website so we can get you one. We're doing some mugs now. We had a soft launch that went well. We sold out. So we're ordering a second order. So you do want to grab your mug. We've got some cute little trinkets that we send you that has my favorite beverages in here, um, the Scotty, all kinds of little flavors, coffee creams and things like that, so you can enjoy your first cup on me. So do that. Also, we want to show some love to Two Light Creations. Y'all see these phenomenal earrings I got on? So if y'all are on Facebook Live, you can see these. If you're not, um, check it out. They are by Two Light Creations. Uh, my girl, Kelly, she makes these. Uh, they come in all colors, fabrics, um, fabulous. So I want to give a shout-out to her for, for doing that. So, all right, folks, let's get ready for Real Talk, Real Topics. Are you ready, B? Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. You ready? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Say, say good morning. I mean, say something, something nice. Good, good morning. How y'all doing? <laughs> yeah, I, I heard all of them. Yeah, that was a great response, guys. Great response. So, yeah. let me tell you something. Sorry. You know I got yeah. the little shirt company jumping off and everything, right? It, you know, we kind of we kind of stepping it up a little bit. Uh, I mean, my homegirl, Queet, I love you. You, you. I love you. Do not call me. Ladies and gentlemen, please, I love all of y'all. Do not call me the night before your event telling me that you want 40 shirts, okay? That's just that's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I went to sleep at 2 in the morning, right? Woke up at 4, and I'm still up and running. So I said that to say two things. A, don't call me the night before talking about you want 40 shirts, and B, hard work equals success. Just want Thought I'd leave that there. I'm not going to go into brand rant. I'm not going to do it. Not right now. We'll save it for, you know, the next one. I'm just saying. Brand just rant. That's, that. that's, that's the brand rant. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, I got, sorry, you I got those all day. I feel you on that King Sleep at night because when when it's passionate and, and, and you, it's not like working. You know, you just can't sleep at night. You just want to do it. Kudos to you and anybody else who's passionate about what they're doing that you're sacrificing your sleep because you got to give up something. You ain't going to get it for nothing. you got to give up something. 
Facts. And everybody talks about they want they want big money until it's time to sacrifice some sweet, you know? Sacrifice going mm-hmm. out and all of that. But I mean it is what it is. You gotta get that money. Oh, you know, oh, you know, we, we can go about any topic, any day, <laughs> any time. <laughs> you can just give us a word and we can talk about it. We can agree, we'll disagree, we'll debate, we'll flip our opinions. Yeah, we should do that on the show like, one day. We yeah. should do that on the show oh one day. Have Facebook tell us what topic to talk about, and we go ahead and give our two cents on the topic. Spill the beans. Go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's spill the beans. We're going to spill the beans later. So y'all hang out with us, for those of you who are uh, with us on Facebook Live, something new that we're doing to keep our audience engaged. So at about 10.15, we're going to take a break during the radio show and shout out to y'all. So keep posting your names. Um, tell us where you're from. Uh, anything you want us to push out there on the air, go ahead and put it out there. Show some love. Send us some hearts. And we're going to get ready for our guest who's in the cafe with us this morning. So let's welcome this, this Mandy that um, actually you recommended him. I'm, I'm doing, you, 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 yeah, you, you recommended the brother. You met this amazing young man and felt that his story is something that should be shared on, on air, on our show. Absolutely. And so we reached out to him, and, and um, he shared some things uh, with me during our pre-show interview. And this I need to tell you a little bit about him before we bring him on the air. So our title, I just need to say that because this just sets the tone for where this conversation is going, is Don't Count Me Out, Homeless But Hopeful. Don't Count Me Out, Homeless But Hopeful. Y'all need to type in hopeful. Hopeful, I mean, with, with a hand of praise, hopeful, because we lose hope. So for this young gentleman, from the cold streets of Springfield, Massachusetts, down the East Coast, and finally resting upon Hot Manor, Tony Yates has had more than his share of battles. And despite his childhood, he continues to pledge his mind and his body and his soul to the work of advocacy. So we're going to talk to him about what that means to him and hear how he traveled from Massachusetts down to Hot Atlanta, although it ain't been so hot lately, but we're going to hear his story. So welcome to the cafe, Tony. How are you, brother? Hey, hey, good morning. I'm doing very well, Soy. How are you? Uh, I'm doing awesome. It's just an honor to have you here uh, with us. Brandon, I really appreciate you being in the cafe. So thanks for joining in with us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So as I begin to peel back the layers of life and listen to your story and um, kind of hold my heart in my hand, because um, I was really surprised when I met you to hear that you were just so articulate and that you um, seemed so intelligent and that you were raised in a family with two parents. You are the oldest of four children. You are the proud father of four of your own children. And yet, you found yourself homeless, homeless, not once, but twice in your lifetime. So tell us a little bit about you, um, where you're from, and, and, and let's talk about that first stage where you found yourself in a spot like that where you'd be homeless. Because we kind of think that um, for most times we see people who are, are on the streets that may have had um, some kind of medical challenge, and, and due to that, they're off their head. Most times it's schizophrenia kind of thing. We see that often. That's what the media puts out to us, and they show us youth 
who kind of run away. Um, but let's hear a little bit about your story and how you found yourself um, in a place like that. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I, I hail from Springfield, Massachusetts, which is the birthplace of the fame game basketball, um, a game that I loved to play growing up as a kid, you know, neighborhood parks, <clears throat> family cookouts, wherever. Um, you know, being raised in, in, a, in a two-parent home in the 80s, you know, that both have jobs, you think your life is going to be excellent and you have very, very little to worry about. Um, you know, but as I got older and, and my parents started to uh, put me in a situation where, you know, you, you want to be, you want to be a man of your own. And, um, you know, my grandmother used to always praise uh, a scripture, you know, that, that I, I, I truly stand by today, uh, Proverbs 24, verse 10. And, um, you know, it, it just talks about the adversity, you know, not the adversity in life, just the adversity in each day. And uh, if you're unable to get through adversity in each day, then it really tells about how small your strength is. And that is what really kept me going, you know, not having a whole lot. And um, 1994, we had a very, very, very tragic death of my uh, maternal grandmother. And, you know, I, I learned a lot from her, and she put me in, in very good situations. But it just took a, a very, very good, uh, excuse me, not very good, very bad uh, toll on me, uh, being the second oldest grandson, and being up under my grandmother, um, you know, it was a big loss to me, and and it took me a while to recover from it. And um, I found I found myself, you know, losing uh, uh, the family support, just the family, uh, just everything that 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 a family breeds, and and I found myself just wandering the streets and going from house to house, and I masked it so well where my friends, you know, they never knew. Um, I hadn't eaten in two days. You know, I, I, I was, I was, I was going through, um, you know, little small tubes of toothpaste that I used to keep in my pocket. You know, just, just, I mean, it, it, it was, it was tough. You know, get to my friend's house and, oh, you know what? I need, I need a toothbrush to take home. Oh yeah, going to the sink, but not knowing, you know, this toothbrush I had with me for a while because I had nowhere to go. Um, right. You know, I ended up moving back into uh, my grandparents' home, but the home was so dilapidated and 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 broken down. Um, there was no there was no electricity, there was no running water, and you know, it just it just was a home. Um, you know, so for me, it it was a struggle, but I struggled from trying to find my way back into my family. I struggled trying to find my way back into school. And I could not catch a break. You know, so, so I, I, I go ahead, Brandon. No, no, I was just gonna ask. And I, well, first, I have to say, um, as a young individual, you know, Grandma, Big Mama, you know, she, she, she's it. So she is the backbone. And I, I'm, I'm sorry that you know you had to experience that at such a young age, but I gotta know. What made it seems like you, you, you left on your own volition. So what? What what made you do that? Like, in your mind, why? Um, I really didn't have an answer. 
and 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 that was one of the things that that I found myself walking just around, just trying to look for an answer. Um, I would go up to the cemetery and 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 sit next to my grandmother and and you know talk to her and ask for her help, and and it just it just was I never had an answer for it, Brandon. I could never find the direction. Um, you know, it's it's tough when you go from having two handfuls of everything to one handful of nothing. Um, you know, like I said, I mastered so well with my friends and, and, and the rest of my family. I, I never really asked for help. I never really asked for support. Um, you know, I used basketball to, to find my way. Um, but it was a lot of frustration. It, 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 it was a lot of emptiness and, you know, it, it just it just took advantage of who I was as a person. And like I said, I, I found myself just 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 roaming the streets and, like, and, and and yes. It, it sounds like your your grandmother was kind of the leader of the backbone of the family, which is is kind of common in African American families. Do do you feel that part of the reason that you wandered and couldn't find your way could have been that you weren't prepared? If your grandmother and parents left you, could could that have been why you wanted? Do you feel that you were prepared to lead your life the way you needed to at that age? Definitely not. Definitely not prepared. Yeah. Um, because like I like I said, you know, in in the eighties, uh, both of my parents were in law enforcement. You know, so they were making you know very good money in the eighties. And to make fifty, sixty thousand in the eighties, I mean, you, you, you <laughs> oh, you was lit. <laughs> you was lit. So, so imagine having two parents. You know, my 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 dad did thirty two years as a police officer, and uh, you know he made in excess of sixty to seventy five. My mother worked in corrections, you know, uh, early part of our childhood, and she did fifty, sixty. So, you know, we we typically were a hundred thousand dollar home in 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 the eighties. Uh, we didn't want for anything as kids. You know, so no, I, I, yes, yes, and, <laughs> and and you know, my 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 cousins would come over to our house on Christmas just to see what we had. They wouldn't even mm-hmm. open their their gifts. They would just come over there. What'd you guys get? You know, I, what, what 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 are y'all doing? You know, I mean, I'm talking about full scale pinball machines in our basement because right. we were able we were able to do that. You know. Um, full set DJ equipment, you know, for myself at 13, you know, I'm talking about the 1200 techniques. Uh, no, I wasn't prepared because life, life was very good as, as a child. So I didn't think I had nothing to prepare for. I didn't think I had anything to worry about because this was my life and my life was very easy. Wash a dish or, or change a little brother, sister diaper. Oh, I'm great. I'm, <laughs> you know, I have nothing right. else to, you know, stress over, you know, go to school and get a decent grade. You know, so so to answer your question, so I think mentally I prepared myself for mediocrity, and it was never prepared for uh, war. It was never prepared for if anything shall happen. Uh, what do I do if um, my check is short kind of thing? You know, how do I rebalance uh, my budget for this month? No, no, I, I didn't have to. Because you know we we were we were living a life again in the eighties where you know everything everything was great. Now, so I'm gonna ask you this: now, now that you are a father of four, so, and and going through 
having everything, living in a hundred thousand dollar home, um, no, I'm sorry, having a hundred thousand dollar income with two parents and then going to nothing and being homeless on the streets. How do you parent your children today based on that? Do you parent differently? Tough because, you know, not having social media when we were raised, uh, and, and these kids can look up anything and, you know, they, they can watch anything. Uh, my, my kids are tired of hearing the uh, long walk in the snow to school story, you know, because I am very old school, you know. So to to talk to them about my struggles, it's like, yeah, Dad, I, I understand. Yeah, well, yeah, I remember what you said. You know, they, they, they really don't get that struggle because, again, they don't have to struggle. Um, I, I've never been a parent where, I'll move somewhere or I'll give my kids something just because I don't want them to stress. No, I need for you to stress. I need for you to stress early. You know, I I, I don't want to prepare my kids how my parents prepared me because I was not prepared. So I need for my kids to go through some adversity, go through some challenges, um, you know, go through a night with missing a meal, even though we have a freezer full of food. Yeah, no, I'm not cooking tonight. Or your mother's not cooking. So figure it out. You know, you're going to do Burger King, you're going to go to McDonald's, or you're going to make your sandwich. I need for my kids to understand the adversity so they don't ever walk through the dark doors that I did. Um, it, it it was very tough. It was very tough. And, and a lot of people, a lot of people in my surroundings will definitely, when they hear this story, their jaws will drop. And I mean, so... I love the, the, the technique. I'm going to be honest with you. I love the technique. It teaches resiliency. It teaches, um, you know, a young person how to fend for themselves, kind of like how a parent would let the baby cry a little bit, you know, to get that sense of independence. So I, I definitely agree with the technique. Different, but I agree with it. Um, so I have to ask this part, and this is, I guess, this is the, the, the tough question. What brought you back? So you said that you've never really been able to answer the question. I have a theory on that. The theory is that the um, the theory is that the rock in your life disappeared, and you had to be the rock. You see what I'm saying? Or you felt like you had to be the rock. Maybe mom and dad, you know, in law enforcement, I know for a fact that they're going to work long hours. So, and especially in the 80s. Right. So right. I do know that they might not have been there like that, and you were the big brother, the rock. Everybody's looking at you now. You have a lot on your shoulders now. You have nobody to turn to, so you left to go ahead and not necessarily find yourself but run away from yourself. Absolutely. You you know, and you found out, right, that there is no such thing. So my question now has to be what state of mind were you in or or what happened to bring you back? Could you tell us about some of the, the things that you saw and experienced while you was out there? Um, definitely, definitely. Again, like I said, Brandon, uh, where I'm from is, is, is a very, very good quality of, uh, basketball. Uh, Springfield Mass probably has about 160,000 people. So everybody knows everybody. And yeah. again, you know, with, 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 uh, my grandmother's teaching, you're always one person away from knowing the next two. Oh yeah. Excuse me. And, um, you know, for me, it was basketball. You know, a lot of a lot of people used to tell me, um, "Why do you play so hard? Or why do you play so aggressive? Or why why do you why do you do this with with so much 
fire and fury because I was always upset about something. I never wanted the game to end because I knew what my life was going to be be like after this 40-minute game was over. I knew I was going to have this long walk to nowhere and, uh, you know, why everybody's going out and, uh, you know, going to grab something to eat or going home to take a hot shower. It's like, you know, Tone, what you about to do? Oh, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm going to stay here and shoot around a little while longer. You know, and again, like I said, my, my family and friends, I masked it so well, Brandon. Um, it, it, it just is going to blow their minds. But for me, it was basketball. And, um, you know, I played with so much intensity. I played with so much fire because I was mad at the world, you know, for my situation. And, and I didn't have an answer to how I was going to get out of it. Um, so to bounce back and to see other people and to see other things going on around me and, and to always carry, you know, my grandmother's praise about adversity, I had no other choice. I had to figure out a way. And as soon as I get a crack of light of of, of something positive, yeah, I'm 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 gonna walk through this door hard. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna come through this door, I'm gonna come through this door, you know, guns blazing, what do I need to do? How do I need to do it? Uh what can I do to help? Um you know, just just how how can I help the situation? And most of all, because I want that time to never end. I want that time to go on so we can do this this thing that we're doing forever because I don't ever want to go back to that situation. I don't ever want to be put back in that situation where I am empty, where I don't have my family no more, or where I don't have a house where I can come in and turn the light on. You know, my kids look at me like I'm crazy when I when I'm sitting in the dark. Dad, why are you always in the dark? I don't know. I'm, I, I just like the dark, you know, because <laughs> that's that's where it comes from, you know. I that, mean, Dad, why are you always eating hot dogs? I, I mean, that's I like common food. I like small stuff. Right. I, so I, I could definitely understand that. That that's what keeps you humble. It um, there, there's a guy called David Goggins. He calls it reaching into the cookie jar, you know, and going back to you know the, some of the horrors that you came from. But um, real quick. Real quick, Tony, we're gonna to pay some bills real quick, and um, you know, talk to our our, our Facebook crew. We're gonna to talk to the fans a little bit. Um, maybe they have some questions for you, but yeah, we let's get into these bills, get these bills paid. And um, Soy, go ahead. What we got? Have you heard? Sponsorships are requested. Coffee Talk with Soy is looking for dynamic entrepreneurs like yourself. If you're motivated, energetic with a message or product, consider advertising with us. It's a win-win. For more information on those advertising and sponsorship packages, visit the website Coffee Talk with Soy or call me at 515-I-GOT-SOY. And again, that's 515-I-GOT-SOY. All right, now we're going to say hello to our Facebook Live viewers. Uh, shout out to y'all for hanging in there with us. We'll be talking about um, Tony Yates, who's sharing his life with us, how he has um, been homeless twice, and, and, and his journey. So if you want to say something to Tony, go ahead and post it in the Facebook feed, and, and we can get those questions to him. But shout out to Shelly. Good morning. Thanks for tuning in. Sandra Mason. Hey, girl, from up top. Good morning. Janita, hey, boo, my FAF, Rochella Palmer. I'm telling you, beautiful woman from Chi-Town. They in the building, in the cafe with us. So shout out to Joanne, Maddie. I see y'all hanging out with us. So thanks for tuning in. And um, we're going to talk about um, 
we're going to have the chat about the aftermath after we finish talking with Tony. So y'all stay tuned and hang in there with us. And again, if you got any questions for him, go ahead and post it, all right? All right, Brandon. All right, so uh, right right before we left, you, you were saying that you, you had a space that you were in that, you know, you just never want to experience that kind of, uh, I guess the word would be disparity. So now you're, you're a completely different person. You've mentioned a couple of times uh, in this segment that if the people that was around you now knew your past, a, you know, they would be shocked. There's a bunch of people with open jaws right now. So the, the transition – Right, you you said it was basketball that led the way, but the second time you were homeless, I guess that's where we, we where I want to start. The second time you were homeless, what happened there? Because so you said you never wanted to be in it, but yet you you came back to it. So how did that happen? Um, <clears throat> again, not not prep not prepper not preparing. Excuse me, myself, okay. uh, not not putting myself in that position where, um. I'll never go back into that. And running across a a, a coach in uh, Boston, uh, he had me up there, you know, again, with basketball, uh, because basketball was, was, was my everything. Basketball was my girlfriend. Um, <laughs> coach had me come up to Boston and, uh, you know, wanted me to try out uh, for his team. You know, so I agreed. I met him over a summer uh, summer basketball tournament. You know, hey, I like you. You know, I think you'd be a good fit for the team. So looking for that 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 break of light. You know, this is my opening door. You know, I can I can move to Boston. I got some folks around me. You know, I can be put in a situation where things. You know, it's like holding that lottery ticket. You'll never know what what who's the winner until the morning. So oh, yeah. you know, I, I got this I got this lottery ticket in my hand on my way to Boston on a on a on a twenty nine dollar ticket on Peter Pan uh, to meet this coach. Um, I get all the way up there, and everything that this man told me was pretty much the total opposite. You know, I didn't have I didn't have any job. I didn't have anywhere to stay. Um, I didn't I didn't have no means. You know, because I threw whatever little money I had and trumped it on my little bus ticket, my little one way ticket to Boston. And uh, you know, I, I landed into Boston and had no clue how big Boston was, you know, when you get dropped off in South station in Boston, it's like, okay, do I go left? Do I go right? What, you know, what direction do I go in? Uh, so once I got on, on, on campus, you know, I, I think I ate everything in the man's office, you know, uh, cookies, <laughs> candy, soda, water, you know, just uh, go, go ahead. Um, so where are you staying? I'm about to get it in. <laughs> Right, right. You know, like, you know, how much do I have to pay for this? No, go ahead. You're, you're, you're okay. You ain't got to tell me twice. It's, it's going down after that. But, right. um, <laughs> you know, once once we started talking and, and conversating, uh, I had to find a place to live. And now I got to find a job. And now I got to go to school. And now I got to go to practice. So, again, I wasn't prepared for everything that he had to offer, which really wasn't a whole bunch. Um, so it, it just, it just put me in a situation where here I am wandering the streets of Boston and now I'm in a place where I don't have anybody who I can go over to their house or walk around the corner to this person mm-hmm. because I don't know anyone in Boston. 
you know. So I'm I'm you know walking around streets of Boston and and, and downtown Copley Square and you know just it 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 was probably far worse than than the first time because now it's almost like being in a foreign country and and, and not being able to understand the language. I didn't I didn't understand the language of Boston. I didn't understand the flow of Boston. I was completely out of my comfort zone. So I, I got a quick question before we shut down the um, blog talk um, radio talk show. Uh, we just got a few minutes. So now that you've had this experience and you've had this journey of being homeless, uh, real quickly, um, we got a few seconds. Tell tell them what tell us what you're doing now um, to change the lives of those coming behind you who are homeless out there now. So let's shed some light on that real quick, and then we're going to um, shut down the show and transition onto on Facebook to kind of wrap up this. Okay, cool, cool. Um, you know, through through my journey, so it, it's I've had a lot of time to think. I've had a lot of time to write. Uh, I just recently constructed a nonprofit here in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, reason being is because I noticed and, and seen a lot of the homeless people down downtown Atlanta. Um, I've even talked to a few of them. Uh, so what I've done is I put together a nonprofit uh, to support homeless. Uh, to be a voice, to be an advocate, uh, to 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 be once again what I was as as a child, a big brother, a big brother to the homeless, and provide an opportunity so we can get these brothers, sisters, kids, children, whoever it may be, out of this situation. Because uh, I don't want to see anyone homeless. If it was up to me, Soy, I'll build a, a, a hundred acre land somewhere and put apartments and let them live rent free until they get their situations together. Because Everybody just needs that one chance uh, to turn things around, to put themselves in a better position, uh, to change to the second stages of their lives. And, and that is the name of the nonprofit, uh, Second Stage. So I want to be there to help whoever I can that is homeless. Absolutely. So, um, Tony, don't hang up. We're going to hang out for a couple of seconds. Troy? Okay, cool. All right, thank you all for tuning in to Coffee Talk with Story, your new morning show, where your talk happens every Saturday at 10 a.m. I just love this show, and I thank you all for listening, and also for our guests who's joining us in the cafe today. We had a great time, yes, we did, so don't forget to download the app, Coffee Talk with Story, from your app store. It's available on iTunes and Google Play. So stay connected, stay connected, and don't forget to visit the website, CoffeeTalkWithStory.com as well as looking for us on your social media sites. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the name CoffeeTalkWithStory. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, the size of the problem is never the issue. It's the size of you. Be great because you are awesome. Tell them stories, though.